Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Diana Forgot-Roth, she is now a new regular on the program. She's been on the show several times. She just brings such vast experience uh, as an economics professor, as a senior uh, White House official, uh, working in uh, federal departments in senior positions, uh, an incredible resume and, and a great perspective. And now I just recently found out, uh, Diana, that you added something else to your resume. Uh, you just started with uh, the Heritage Foundation, which was a group that uh, I worked for one of their organizations that were essentially underneath it, you're probably familiar with, uh, is now completely independent, called the National Center for Public Policy Research. Back in the day, I worked, worked with them. Um, and, uh, and so congratulations. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. I'm the new uh, director of the Center for Energy, Climate, and Environment. Yeah, very good. Very good that they're weighing in on that because that's obviously a, uh, a very pressing issue. And, and uh, it's good, frankly, that the, the right is, is realizing there is something going on uh, and, and is also recognizing that uh, a lot of the so-called solutions of the left aren't really solutions. And so <laughs> it's good that they're weighing in on it in a more aggressive way. And uh, congratulations on your, your new role. Let's, let's talk a little bit about California, which is like the most insane place in the world. When I, when I see stories about California, I kind of go, I have to double check to make sure that was California I read because it kind of like sounds like almost another, uh, another universe. Forget about another planet. Uh, forget about an American situation. You've got a situation where they are uh, being literally punitive uh, about you owning a gas car. I mean, they are, are essentially criminalizing <laughs> gas cars for all practical purposes while at the same time telling you we don't want you to charge your car. And uh, then you find out that there's an environmental impact uh, around these electric vehicles that's largely being ignored, uh, ignored because of the uh, agenda of progressives. I mean, I, I'm getting confused just listening to myself, Diana. It really is confusing, Kevin. It really is confusing because one would think that if it were a battery electric vehicle, then this would lower global emissions, right? That makes sense. You're driving your car. There's no fumes coming out of it. So you should have less emissions and global emissions would go down. But the electricity to charge your electric car has to be made somewhere. And that's where we get to the emissions. Now, if you could charge your electric car purely with wind and solar, then okay, maybe global emissions might go down, although we haven't talked yet about the emissions caused to make the battery. But we cannot even charge our electric cars with wind and solar because we're using all our wind and solar for baseline power. So when we have to mm -hmm. add more power, we cannot add more wind and solar. So we're adding natural gas and we're adding coal. So we're yeah, generating emissions... Yeah, we're generating yeah. emissions uh, by using by making electricity to charge our batteries, and that's less efficient in many cases than just uh, running our car engine with gasoline or using a hybrid car, which uses part battery, which is charged through the car's electric system because there are hybrids that don't have to be plugged in, uh, and partly gasoline. Those are the most fuel-efficient and most emissions-free. Yes, and it's, it's, a lot of it is smoke and mirrors, isn't it? 
yeah, look, you're using electricity. But if they're not talking about the source of the electricity, um, you know, the source of the electricity is often the, you know, very same, it's just a different process that has the same type of uh, pollutants as the one that we used uh, for a century. Exactly. Yes, yes. No, no, that, that, that is precisely right. And it's interesting that people who are in favor of battery-powered electric cars are also against nuclear power. You would think that they would go together, but they don't. Yeah. And it's interesting that countries like, like France, which uh, is very progressive, uh, they cannot survive energy-wise you know, uh, without electric power. And, in fact, when you hear a lot of the conversation about Europe held hostage by the Russians, you don't hear about France nearly as much. Exactly, because France generates 70% of its electricity from nuclear power. And yeah. Germany has uh, changed its mind about closing down two of its nuclear reactors. It was going to close down uh, three. Now they are closing down one and leaving two. They have to leave that close down one uh, because of um, public opinion. Public opinion is against nuclear power, even though it is emissions-free, very safe, and if we are going to move to a zero emissions environment, which, by the way, I don't think that we can do in uh, the foreseeable future. But if we do that, the only way we would be able to do that is through nuclear power. Wind and solar cannot generate the energy that we need to power all the electricity that keeps us comfortable, much less, by the way, bringing Latin America, Africa, many parts of Asia up to the standard of the Western world. Yeah. Absolutely. We are way, we're still pipe dreaming. You know, I remember being in, a, you know, uh, high school in the 70s. Uh, boy, I'm showing my age. But, you know, and, and hearing about, uh, you know, uh, oh, the promise, the promise of uh, hydroelectricity. Look, look what we can do with water. Uh, you know, like good luck finding water now. But anyway, that's another issue. Uh, what we can do with wind, you know, and all of those things, you know, have been pipe dreams, really. Not that we shouldn't do it, not that we shouldn't pursue it, but we shouldn't be romantic about it because all of them have shortcomings and all of them are impossible to sustain by themselves and all of them are fundamentally unstable. Exactly, yes. Now the Paris Accord uh, that the Europeans want us to sign uh, says the goal is zero emissions by 2050. We are in no way uh, able to go to zero emissions in 2050. We are not prepared to do it. We don't, wind and solar cannot substitute for coal and natural gas. Nuclear will not be up and running in time, even if there was the political will to put these nuclear power plants in place, which there is not right now. So this is a figment of people's imagination. This is not rational, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and people are terrified. And I think, you know, I look at the global, global climate change. Well, what are they terrified uh, of? What are they terrified of? I well, they're, they're terrified, they're terrified, of, terrified of towns. I mean, let's be realistic. Towns are shutting down in the West. Not a lot, but small towns that don't make certain population criteria are essentially being forced to shut down because of water situations. They're tired of fires like they've never seen. I live in a place, uh, Houston, Texas, where I lived here since 1990 and have had more catastrophic storms, including, including one that wiped, uh, killed uh, a couple of friends of mine. Uh, and I've, you know, more in the last five years 
than I did since 1990, all the entire time from 1990. So, you know, we've we got to get beyond this belief that there's not something happening, but we need to be rational about how we deal with what's happening. We can't be climate deniers, and I believe that's one of the reasons why our side has had a difficult time winning the debate, not to mention the fact the media obviously has its own agendas. Well, if we want to lower global emissions, we need to be starting with uh, China, which is producing more and more electricity with coal-fired power plants. And yeah. uh, we, the move to battery electric cars in the United States, as California is requiring from 2035, means more of these batteries are produced in China with coal-fired power plants, and their regulations are not as stringent as ours. So this is not yep. going to reduce global emissions. It's just shifting them from the United States to someplace else. But in terms of the health of the planet, uh, it doesn't make any difference if these emissions are produced in the United States or in China. Yeah, and you nailed it on the head. I mean, this is where the emphasis on the strategic, you know, like we are going to have a panacea somewhere along the way, is ridiculous. It's very much like Don Quixote chasing windmills. We must become much more tactical-oriented. hate to say it, but we're going to probably have rough storms for quite some time. And, uh, we, you know, we need to uh, create housing that's more durable and obviously put it in more logical places rather than ones where only the federal government will insure those homes. That's insane. That's crony capitalism, by the way, on steroids. Uh, you know, we've we, we got to get more tactical. Uh, we need to be talking about pipelines from places uh, like the Mississippi River that often has too much water going to places in the West that desperately need water. Uh, now, you know, there, there's things we should focus on that make current sense that would relieve a lot of problems today and really take away a lot of the uh, incredible fear that we see like I've never seen before when it comes to this. There's a part of me, I don't like conspiracy theories, but the progressives never talk about the tactical. They only talk about solving the whole problem. And meanwhile, the problem keeps on getting worse, and they could be doing some of the things I just mentioned, and it would have a big impact in, in relieving the situation. And it's doable. Well, exactly, Kevin. And you know what? The first action of the new British Prime Minister, Liz Truss, was uh, it was uh, ending the ban on fracking in the United Kingdom and expanding yeah. oil production. So they know that they need energy right now because Europe is facing a winter of rationing and blackouts. Yep, absolutely. And frankly, uh, <laughs> UK might be able to take advantage of that from an economic perspective by becoming helpful to its neighbors to the, uh, to the east. And uh, she, loves, she loves Margaret Thatcher. I'd be shocked if she didn't have a poster on her bedroom wall. Uh, she, she sounds so much like her. And, uh, you know, frankly, they, well, she, they need she a can herself on Margaret. She mo yes. modeled herself yes. on Margaret Thatcher to get elected. We'll have yeah. to see if she well, and I, I think that's a lot of her, her actual story as well. I think it's authentic. Um, uh, she's can-do, and that's exactly what the British want is <laughs> can-do. Uh, frankly, yeah. I think it's what the Americans want is can-do. And uh, we, yeah. we, we instead have malaise, you know, very Carter-esque malaise, fear, and loathing. And all of that just yeah. makes misery. Uh, this yeah. government 
And, and I have problems with both sides. I am not a Republican. Um, I'm not sure what I am. I'm a man without a party. Uh, there are problems on both sides. But this Democrat Party is so fear and loathing oriented and uh, so paranoid, you know, creating an environment of massive expansion of tax, uh, tax agents. Uh, we don't know how many. We hear 80,000, but even 40,000. All of that is designed to go after people that uh, the Democrats claim to be, uh, you know, wanting to represent average Americans. Exactly. Um, you know, so it's fear-driven. It's paranoia. Uh, it's anti-free speech. Yeah. Of course, there's an anti-free speech in the Republican Party. Who's going to protect free speech? I have no idea. But it's crazy, Diana. It really is. Yes. 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 It really is. And the high price of gasoline, the blackouts in California, the, the uh, people being told first to buy electric vehicles in California, then being told they're not allowed to charge them up. This is making people really think as to what the right thing to do is. Yes. And then I have billboards, uh, you know, talking about how terrible uh, – Texas is because of how many people in California who are moving to Texas. I mean, that, that it, it really is. Uh, it's almost like, uh, you know, common sense flight. <laughs> people with common sense are like, I can't do this anymore. You know, I've, got, I've been there in normal years. I, I was in California uh, to San Diego. I went on a vacation there about four years ago, and I was looking at $5 plus gas. I'm like, how in the world do, 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 do people do this? <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. Uh, and so it's such a hostile, illogical, um, you know, environment. And it's really the product of, of when you've got truly career politicians. That's all they've ever done. Uh, you know, I think about what would have happened if, uh, if uh, you know, if uh, Hillary Clinton had won in 2016. All the problems with Trump, Hillary Clinton would have never gotten a, a vaccine, a viable vaccine. She was a bureaucrat. Think of Joe Biden. Think of Joe Biden if he had one. Oh, my God, this guy got elected to the U.S. Senate when Richard Nixon was president of the United States. That's five decades of doing nothing but working for government, and you're expecting creativity and innovation from someone like him? Again, the word, our, our word today, Diana, is insane. Exactly, yes, yes. So you yeah. got me going. You stirred my pot really well today. Yeah. Uh, great topic. Okay, we're, we're about to run out of time. Final thoughts as, as we begin to wrap it up. Well, well, it's, thanks so much for having me on, on, on your show. And my Twitter handle is at DFR underscore economics. I hope you can find me yep. on Twitter. Yeah, and I encourage you to do that. And I also want to uh, recommend you check out her work and what she's got going on at Heritage. My understanding, it's literally been two weeks since you got there. Is that correct? Uh, it's, yes, I'm in the middle of my second week, and they haven't fired me yet, so things are going well. <laughs> I got fired once in, in less than two weeks. I, I was working as a maintenance guy while in college, and they concluded really quickly, this guy can't fix anything. So anyway... <laughs> Congratulations. Well, Keep that momentum thank going. Thank you so much. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Yep. Well, we're, we're excited uh, about having you on a regular basis. I think you bring the, yes. very unique perspectives, and I'm really interested in this particular niche. I mean, I, I do want to talk about more than that, and I know you, you certainly can. We've done that. But this is a very important niche. We need free market solutions. 
when it comes to environmental problems and, uh, and uh, energy problems, and you're ideal for that. So thank you. Well, thanks very much for having me on your show. Looking I'm Kevin Price. on it again. Okay. Yeah, right. me too. I'm Kevin Price. This is The Price of Business. Stay tuned for more after this.